Well, uh, thank you for being here today. This is the official start of Spark in the Valley podcast, where we are talking about topics to keep us educated and informed. We really wanted to do this because it is a, there's a time right now in our nation where we need to be having conversations that are um, that have substance and that spark a different type of mindset in the individual and the person and the other person that you're talking with. It's not necessarily to change, you know, anybody's mind, but we all know, you know, we don't have to talk about what the divide is in our country at the moment. It's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. Everybody kind of knows what we're already talking about without having to, like, come out and say it. (laughs) But isn't that what this is about? It's about coming out and saying it. No, exactly. exactly We are. I won't lie. I'll be honest. I'm going to be really timid in the beginning. I'm going to be really, you know, afraid to kind of, like, get into it. It's easy for me to like. That's really, I think that's really natural, though. Yeah. I think that's a really natural reaction to have. Like, I know that I shy away from talking about politics, even though I'm so unapologetic about my politics. Yeah. I shy away from it when I talk to people who I'm not sure about their politics, or mm. if I know their politics are different than mine. Yeah. Then I don't even try to have that conversation because mm. it's like so difficult, you yeah. know. So I could imagine talking about these main, these like really big issues. Is it could it can it's intimidating. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that you might feel a little bit timid. You know? Yeah. When I talk to someone about politics, uh, it's always try to I'm going to inform you about the information that I have, <laughs> not necessarily try to change your opinion, but to give you the facts or give you my opinion and let you form your own opinion. Right. Um, and just to to bring information to people is uh is really my goal whenever I talk to anyone, especially. Um, someone that I just met mm-hmm. and somehow get talking about politics because it happens a lot now. And that's good, you know, because it's like at the same time as bringing information, you also are informed on what that person thinks or how they think as well. Absolutely. Um, this whole thing when, you know, you start talking about politics and the, the what is it, what is it, I guess it, it deflects, somebody deflects, oh, just go vote. Okay, for what? For who? Right. If I vote for who I think is fit or because I like their name, mm-hmm. is their policy going to hurt somebody else? And then when you say you don't care, or is your morals there, you know? Yeah. I think that's very telling, you know? When I meet people who say they're not political, I always kind of wonder... Like, how you can exist in the space and time that we exist in right now and mm-hmm. not be political mm-hmm. when every day is, like, a political crisis, yeah. <laughs> you know? And what willful ignorance. I think right? I think that's part of it. I think it's, like, ignorance is bliss, right? So, yeah. like, and stress I'd rather that. live in a place where I don't have to be stressed about it, yeah. so I just choose to deny it. Mm-hmm. But with that comes so much privilege and entitlement, and I think that's something that, like, needs to be talked about is, like your ability to be apolitical is steeped in the idea of your own privilege, Mm. you know, and you are privileged enough to not have to worry about politics because it must not affect you that much, or at least you think it doesn't affect you that much, you know, but like, you know, I meet, I meet women and things all the time who are not political. And I think like, how can you not be political when there's all these issues that face women Mm. that are, you know, you know, think about your mom politics. and yeah. sisters and well the fact that women have only been allowed to vote for 100 years is like pretty wild you know like and for black people like really yeah. couldn't vote until 1965 that yeah. wasn't that long ago guys yeah. that was like our grandparents were alive and well and had been for a while in 1965 yeah. like yeah. Yeah. my mom my, was four years away from being born like my you know, parents were you know uh five and ten right so. exactly that's just crazy to me that like we how can you not be political when when those are are things that we face every day like just a basic ability to go vote i think i think the actual issue is that a lot of people don't like to think to the future they don't like to think to what could possibly happen to them for fear of being like you know a worry wart 
like someone that just like just just is constantly worrying about stuff. You you people want to avoid that, but at the same time nobody wants to have the conversation of like that could eventually affect you. Like it, it's it's not about is that affecting me right now? And I think that's what everybody thinks. It's the the laws that are being passed and the things that are happening aren't affecting maybe you directly or not in a way that you can like actually see, but it can. It has the power to affect not only you, but people that you know. And it's like, at what point do you stop just worrying about yourself and start thinking about somebody else? Mm. And so I think that that is the reason why I am so glad that we got together and did this is because it, it's like it somebody needs to say something and somebody needs to open this dialogue to where we can hopefully just make things better. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like right now, like the state of like how everything is right now sucks. Like it would be really cool if I mean, like I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I want the world to be like how the hippies viewed it and peace, love and happiness everywhere. Because I know that that's not possible. But I mean, at least back to an era of civility, you know, to where people just in general cared or at least were ambivalent to other people. But right, right now it's like so many people just want to either just they just want to put their hate out onto somebody right mm -hmm. now. And it it's just it's disconcerting. It really is. Because why do you have to be that way? Why do you have to just have a place to throw your hate? Mm. Why can't you just keep that, deal with that on your own? Figure that out for yourself. Or because, find something else to hate, like no, you know, like, like it, major the, the, issues in the world, like yeah, climate like, change. There's, like, there's yeah. things that hate you can do to change. make your hate yeah. manifest into good. Yeah. So it's 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 not letting the hate win. It's you turn the hate to work toward your benefit. Yeah. Well, and even I mean, we've already brought up some very interesting um, points. You know, it's, it's like we talk about all the hate, and we talk about people and their what they support, what they don't support, and then a majority of them end up going on a Sunday to some type of religious uh, experience to give themselves to a religious experience. And nine times out of ten, that religion is talking about love mm -hmm. and that... Compassion. Compa yes, yes. And they, they're there and they're in it and they're preaching about it and they're all about it. And then literally on Monday through Saturday even, because don't let somebody, don't let some sports star kneel on a Saturday. Right. But Monday through Saturday, it's literally just a spew of just anger and hate and all the things that they don't like. No, but then doubly so on Sunday, man. Like, that's Because you're putting all your that's... second face on to go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like still you're... under there, yeah. you know? I'm yeah. sorry. It's like it's even more evil to just be nice on one day right. because that's the day that you're supposed to be nice. Wow. How dare you? Wow. There are, seven, there are six other days right. in the week right. that you can spread that joy and happiness around. Why do you have to hate all the time? Mm. And then also, I mean, you've got hate being spewed there too in some of the more radical parts of the country, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's like, Absolutely. Yeah. and that's going to happen everywhere. I'm not saying that that's unique to this time at all, but I mean, that's still a thing that happens. Oh God. Yeah. We were on national news because of that horrible pastor over in Knoxville who was saying that all the yes. gay people should be condemned to hell. Yeah. And he, what was he saying? It was he said outrageous. something crazy like, like that black people sh or not black people that gay people should be lynched or something i mean he was Is like it something like that? involved with the police somehow yeah it was it was something happened something, something happened. happened look that up because i can't yeah, remember he, was, he had some kind of uh, official like he was he was in a position where he should not have been saying anything like that right was, oh it was a cop fired after homophobic sermon that's right uh, yeah, it was, it was a, cop a cop who was also a pastor yeah that's right. And he said yeah, he, some really like yeah, hateful. He called for LGBT people to be executed. That's it. I thought. I thought yeah. it was I thought it was something like that. It looks like yeah. YouTube took the, his video down as well. Yeah, well, we got national attention in Tennessee for that one. It always yeah, here, seems to be here. for the negative, doesn't it? The, here, let me let me just read wow. this part. The pastor Grayson Fritz, uh, who is right. also a detective, said in a sermon that people who were lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender were quote Freaks and quote worthy of death end wow. quote comments that have prompted prosecutors to review cases he has investigated. Crazy. Yeah, 
crazy. And it always ends up being like the most closeted, unfortunate, oh, sad oh, yeah. soul. Oh, yeah, you just really you is. just start waiting. You like as soon as you hear that news, you start waiting for the the other shoe to drop. Right. Yeah. So, you know, already we've been like in some pretty heavy uh, dialogue. You know, one of the other things that we wanted to focus on with our with our listeners is them being able to chime back in, um, speak back to us. Yeah. We're brand new. We'll all get to know one another. Um, we're going to have a Facebook page. We're going to have a... We have a Facebook page. I we apologize. Have page. Yeah. We have an Instagram. Yes, we do. We and will... A Twitter? We have a Twitter as well. We have a Twitter. We have a Twitter. None of us like Twitter that much. We, we <laughs> yeah. We're going to be honest about it. Let's no. be honest about yeah, it. It's going to be difficult. <laughs> I can't stand Twitter. It's like, and that's not just because of Trump. That's just in general. In general. I just don't like Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so it's angry. It's a weird platform. It's it? such an like angry platform. Years. Yeah. I mean, I have You said you've had it for now? No, I haven't used it in oh, like okay. nine years. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll it's, try to use it every few years and then use it for about a day and a half. And then I'm like, yeah, no, no, thank you. I never make it very long. I mean, the most I interact with Twitter is to post things on the the library's like Twitter page. Like that's it. So it's not it's not great. But we do have one. <laughs> that is. And we will be on it we will, um, we will, as well as a YouTube. We have a YouTube as well. And Instagram. Me and uh, me and Julius were snapping pictures earlier. Oh, cute. So, yeah, yeah, the studio. So everybody yeah. could see kind of like. Yeah where our creative juices yeah. percolate. Yeah. Perfect. It's a nice, it's, it's chill like spot. Chill it spot. Is. We have uh, the wonderful Cody over here on tickling the keys, tickling mm-hmm. the ivories. Yes. And Giving uh, us a That a vibe. glory, glory hallelujah that you did earlier was Yes, that was nice. Primo. Yes, that was nice. <laughs> All the uh, sounds that you'll be hearing will be coming from our... Is that what that song was? Yeah, I, th- I, I don't know if that's the actual <laughs> I love name. it. He doesn't even know it. Yeah, I don't know if that's the actual name of it or not. I'm going to be honest with you. It is a patriotic song. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, was I it? Because I, I just... I just I think about yeah. a guy in a tricorn hat like sitting next to a donkey or something. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of tricorn yeah, hats, mine came in the mail and so did my powdered <laughs> wig and I'm so excited. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll be a pastor. Wild and wacky. I'll be a pastor. I'll be a pastor. It's appropriate. Um, yeah, Alex. Yeah. Would you like to kind of like expound on just like just where we live? You don't have. We don't have to get into like extreme details, but like. What's our address? <laughs> he legitimately has. has the the political. How about this? The political. What is your political? When you go outside your home, mm-hmm. you get in your car and you roll your window down. You drive around town. What political temperature do you feel grazing across your skin <laughs> as the wind it's blows warm. through your hair? It's warm out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's actually a really interesting question because obviously we live in we live in rural Tennessee, so. We live in um, the East Tennessee region, and around here, the majority is Republicans. Mm. And when I first moved here, I moved here in 2016. I'm originally from New Orleans. So I, even though I grew up in like a small town outside New Orleans, so I was very used to like a majority Republican okay. like demographic. Okay. Most of my adult life has been lived in cities where yeah. I was like definitely a blue dot and a blue C and right. didn't really have to worry so much about it. Um, when I moved here in 2016, it was a month before the election and things were tense, obviously. And everywhere I looked was like a Trump flag, a Trump sign, wow. a Trump sticker on the back of a car. Like 2016. He, okay. Yeah. Okay. 2016. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, have to say rough. that this time around, if there's one thing I've noticed about the particular political temperament that I'm seeing Say it. is that there are far less Trump signs than mm. there were in 2016. I've seen so many Biden signs. And I've yeah. seen so, so many uh, Biden I'll be honest, signs. Yeah. It, that, that's it's encouraging. Exactly, I've lived here my whole life and I've never seen this much um, wow. blue. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Which I was actually really discouraged. I really appreciate this encouragement because oh. the road obviously coming oh, to my yeah. house I've never even seen a billboard that size oh, yeah. related to a politician. Just so you know, it says Trump 2020, keep America great or whatever. Um, 
and we were we passed it today and I thought my first initial reaction is to like be mad about it yes. you know and then I was like you know what I am driving to a place where I'm going to hopefully do something to spark a conversation to maybe inform somebody a little bit more to maybe make somebody feel better Maybe there's somebody who's in exactly the same position we're in. They're living in a rural area. They feel outnumbered. They feel like, you know, an island amidst their colleagues. And maybe they're going to get something out of what I'm saying. And I was just thinking to myself, like, it was almost galvanizing to see that sign and be like, okay, you know what? I'm doing something about it. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring it back to the fact that, like, there is nothing wrong with being a Republican. There's nothing wrong with being a fiscal conservative. It's about human decency, and unfortunately our Republican Party has gone so far to the right that they've become extremists, and we, we're just seeing so much of that. Right. And that's the part that's dangerous. Like, that that's the part that starts to make our country spiral, and that's the dangerous part. It's not being a Republican. Exactly. It's being a far-right extremist. That's the problem. And- People. And unfortunately, that's Trump. <laughs> like yeah. he posts conspiracy theories theories on a regular basis. He they did a study, and forty percent of the COVID misinformation could be attributed to him alone. Wow. So obviously, he's a problem. Like, you know, and so that that's more of the issue. I think when when we say that we get mad at seeing a billboard, you know, mm. it's like that's more of the issue. Mm. It's not oh god, I hate all Republicans. Mm-mm. It's oh god, I hate Trump because he's literally ruining our country. Country, yeah, you know. I think people want to say like, uh, this goes back to like the whole like uh, defund the police thing that mm. we were talking about the other day. That's like people like to use these words and they don't know what they mean when they say them. Because mm. a lot of people will say like, oh, we just need to abolish the Republican Party and just like go to a, a no party system or like a multi party. But it's like, no, we don't need to abolish it. Mm-hmm. It like the entire system just needs to be just redone. Yeah. Like we need to go in there and actually scrub out all of this crap that is we that we've let fester in there over the decades yeah. of just like political theater that have happened. Like all the money that's in politics right now, the special interest groups, mm-hmm. lobbying firms, mm-hmm. like all of this shit that's out that's in that's controlling our government right yeah. now. And just, it's not working for us anymore. It's working for these corporations. And that's the thing. That's the reality though is that when you start having that conversation is that you know, you can offend somebody because that's their quote unquote livelihood or that is, you know, the way that it's been done for X amount of years. So how dare you? you or know? the best one is there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. So why should I try? Why should I try? Like that's one of the best ones is like, well, how are you ever going to get the money out of politics? Well, there's lots of ways to get the money out of politics, at least to start that systemic issue being solved. Yeah. One of them is overturning Citizens United, like these where these billionaires have the ability to donate millions and millions of dollars to candidates mm. and essentially decide the votes mm. because they're giving us so they're giving candidates so much money through this like loophole. Look, look at where the conversation has gone, though. So we went we were focused on you know this trump billboard and we were talking about how we're not mad at technically republicans we are upset at the direction that we've allowed and i say we as americans have allowed you know this to go and then we start talking about the issues within the political system in general so it's not necessarily as you already stated it's not trump trump is like a is a puppet he's the he's the catalyst yeah. To continue it, right? But it's already been here. Well, he's a mascot. Yes. Oh, that is the best. I mean, that's... That's the best. He's just the face of the movement. Like, there's a whole machine behind him that propelled him to the front of, like, this pack. But it's like, it... I'm not going to sit here and say that he's ignorant to what's going on because I'm sorry. Like, you don't get to be president. And, and be then be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. You just don't just happen yeah, upon yeah. being president. That's I'm right. sorry. You yeah. have some level of cognition Absolutely. as to what's going on. And he's far more strategic than we give him credit exactly. for. Exactly. Uh, he was being asked about QAnon. And, and he kept playing ignorant. I don't know anything about them. But I do know this. I do know yes. that they are um, against pedophilia. Um, oh, but I don't know anything about them. But I don't them. know anything. I'm... Uh, yeah, and it's it's like you don't get to be president and be ignorant. Right. Yeah, like and that. and right. where where does that leave our reporters? 
I'm sorry, if the person that asked him that question was sitting, like, right there, what is stopping that reporter from saying, um, no, Mr. President, you just said that you don't know anything about that. Like, the, the actual level of reporting that's being done in this day and age, or that's being allowed to be done in this day and age, it's, it's just not as good as it could be. Well, and I'm not going to sit here, and I'm one. not going to sit here and criticize reporters because I'm not one. And that, well, she, she did give him what? shit about her. She, she did, actually. Yeah. She totally gave him shit. She called him a crazy uncle. Uh, she was like, you can't just be our crazy uncle po- retweeting things without paying attention to what they are. And she's absolutely right. This is from the town hall that mm-hmm. he did the other day. But the other really, like, the, the other thing is that he is the president of the United States. Exactly. Shockingly enough. He know he is informed of so much. So his ability to just keep denying that he knows these things is so false and it's just infuriating mm-hmm. because you're like I'm sorry but I know that the FBI have briefed you on this. Like this is a serious problem. Or also you constantly retweet QAnon so you obviously know who they are. You know? And and just this like intense ability to just deny 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 when the facts are right in front of him and these poor reporters like it's really an interesting perspective because i think that the problem is that the reporters have never been put in this position before Mm -hmm. where it it used to be that if they ask a question and a president ignored it that might happen like once or twice Mm. and then it would be a big deal like oh did you see how the president avoided answering this question whereas it's like 95% of the questions that Trump has asked he does that to and so they they may prompt him again and then he doesn't answer so they have to move on to the next question whereas like Savannah Guthrie in the town hall the other day she didn't really do that she talked about a lot less topics because she spent a lot of time following up with him and trying to get him to answer a question and he just like either wouldn't or he would answer in a way that was just like seriously <laughs> you know like is this a joke to you like it, you know it's really I mean I, I feel like it is yeah point, I think you know? at some point you just have to wonder like I just can't I wish that I could understand a little bit better his motivation like for the things that he does and says and I just can't mm-hmm. like a lot of it just doesn't make a lot of political sense to me or like sense on a human level <laughs> of like being in you know a decent human being yeah. but you know I also have to recognize my bias <laughs> well no I mean there's a reality to the conversation that we're having right Absolutely. now I mean I'm looking up I, I simply typed in how many briefings has Trump gone to and I'm still learning how to decipher a lot of this information there's so much there's so, yeah, there's so, so much and so that's, many different that's actually the same something we talk there. about a lot in information and like library and information yeah. studies we take a lot of information behavior um, very seriously and mm-hmm. the way that we interact with information is right. always it's ever changing because yeah. our information space is ever changing and one of the biggest problems like in information behavior is information overload yeah. which is something we almost constantly exist in now and it's like a big reason we don't go past the first page on Google right <laughs> we don't want to over open that door like but when i do i usually find so much interesting you stuff do. you do if you go past the first page because the first page you have to remember that google's a for-profit company yeah. so there's people who've paid to be on that page all right let me go They're, they've paid to be on a landing spot on the first page you know I, i've paid google plenty of times to be the first thing that comes up absolutely for different businesses yeah for sure and it's something you have to do nowadays which is yeah and it's it's really um but that's like a really big issue is like learning how to go through information, but also learning how to decipher that information can be like, it can be difficult. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a big process. Yeah. There's a really nice feature on the phone when you're like reading stuff. I don't, on the iPhone, I'm going to say you just hit the little button up at the top inside of the browser. And then you go to show reader view mm-hmm. and it just gives you the text. Yeah. And, and, like, the actual, like, images that the article put in the text. There's no ads. There's no right. fluff. There's no extra stuff. And that's a big part of, like, learning how to manage information mm-hmm. is, like, taking out all the extraneous stuff that is distracting and is taking away our our attention. attention. Yeah. Yeah, and, because you have to have that attention. And we, we've talked about this before, but um, we um, 
people don't know how to act, actually research things in a way that'll give you non-biased answers. Right. Uh, a lot of people will look up on Google exactly the answer they're looking for to get the answer they're looking for. for and sure. you can look up literally anything mm. and you will find something that backs whatever you feel up. What are those sites, the, the good sites to go to? There's several fact-checking sites that you can use. Um, factcheck.org is a good one for politicians. Okay. Uh, they do a good job. They're nonpartisan. Um, Another really good one is ProPublica. That's probably the most um, academic of the sources. And you can type pretty much anything into Google. Like I used an example, um, you know, does Trump have COVID? <laughs> ProPublica. You can type that into Google and it'll give you a, um, a an article that they've done. They're investigative journalists and it's a nonpartisan, nonprofit newsroom. Uh, so it's really good. They've won Pulitzer Prizes for their investigative reporting. Okay. So it's definitely a good source to use. Um, Snopes is always a pretty good bet when it comes to like internet stuff. Yeah, they, um, they always have sites and re, re, this is where right. our fact checkers have found their information and resources, which is something that not, you know, a lot of websites don't. Or if they do, it's like here's more biased websites that we all have found our information from. Snopes right. is really good about here is where we found that and this is why we feel that way. Uh, um, they, they've, uh, Snopes has had a couple things here and there where they've um, they've been in, not in trouble, but in arguments with people about um, the validity of things. Yeah, and but, but with with almost any website, you're gonna have. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna get into what I thought. And here we go again with the information part. But I mean, I <laughs> I tried to stay away from Snopes just because I thought it was a more right leaning. No, okay. No, if anything, they might be a little more left-leaning. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'd, say, I'd say they're more left-leaning. Wow. They're, they're, you will find both sides on that. Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely I, it's, Which I appreciate. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, if someone I like does something shitty, I want to know about it. Yeah. I want you to tell me the truth. <laughs> absolutely. I love it. You know, I, that's, that's the biggest issue is, like, it's so easy to live in our echo chambers. I'm guilty of it. And... You know, and we just believe the memes we see and all this kind of stuff. And that's one of the reasons Snopes can be so great is that you can fact check memes and things like that um, and kind of see whether or not something is leaving out information. Because that's like a really big thing. Like I, I saw a post the other day that I did some research on. We had a whole conversation on Facebook about this. Um about disenfranchisement of black voters. And when I searched for the study, we, yes. all I got was results about felons. And I was like, what is this? Like, this is not the Boolean logic that should be happening. <laughs> and, um, and then I realized that the original study was related to felon disenfranchisement, but it did not originally say that in the tweet. Uh -huh. It just said black voter disenfranchisement, Yeah, which is a problem. Yes. But it also, it's that shows you, which a lot of memes and tweets are such short amounts of information. And apparently that what that meme was a part of a larger group of memes, like a group a of conversation. It yeah. yeah, it was a thread, yeah. I think. I think yeah. he had posted several things about it, but the only one that went viral was the first one. Of course. You know, and that, and it had valuable information mm -hmm. in it but it wasn't mm -hmm. all the information mm -hmm. I needed so it became this whole thing you know of like why am I getting these results oh this is why but was it enough to spark your attention to go Absolutely. and say let me go and look which is the value in a meme mm. right because you can get these small amounts of information mm. out to people very quickly mm. but that is also on the flip side of that coin very dangerous yeah because you're spreading information about yes. something but not necessarily contextualizing yes. that information yeah. so what does that look like that's really interesting that is really interesting to be able to you know gain immediate context off of like an image mm -hmm. uh google is now which when we found this out we were like i don't understand why that wasn't like a part of their business model in the first place but now they're doing this thing where for photographers um there was a big issue with pictures going up on google nobody knew who to credit i get to right. steal it blah 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 well now they're trying to help out photographers and there's this new thing where like you upload your picture and you can basically put metadata in mm -hmm. with the picture. And so if somebody uses your picture, Facebook will tag it, anybody will tag it. If you want to use it, you can buy the picture. Yeah. Remember, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, and, we have uh, Twitter. Twitter, YouTube. 
Show us how to use Twitter. Communicate <laughs> yeah. with us. Give us advice on how to use Twitter Tell and us not what hate to do. it every yes. second that we're using Please it. Please do. <laughs> um, the One of the focus topics today was and is and should be every day, but it won't be, is uh, what do we decide? Is it hypocrisy in America? American, 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 American hypocrisy. hypocrisy. American yes. hypocrisy. American hypocrisy. And how that is. Which is we could do a whole podcast yes. just on that. Yes. And, yes. Uh, We've only, we're only 30 minutes in here, by the way. Oh, okay. So, you know, that was supposed to be the focus. That's honestly why we started the podcast. Yeah. Because there's so much hypocrisy in politics Absolutely. on all sides of the aisles, back, front, left, and right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely an impetus for why we would want to do this. It's like discussing those those particular issues. And they will come up many times over the course of, of this podcast, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But it's a good place to start talking about it. Um, obviously, we live in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. The Valley. The Valley. But That's right. all across Tennessee. Of, of which we are the spark. Of which we are the spark. <laughs> Thank you, JP. Yes. Hammer that point home. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of spark, let's spark this. Uh, although we are in the Valley of Tennessee, all across Tennessee, we have women who are suffering because of unjust abortion laws. Mm-hmm. We just passed one of the most restrictive abortion bills in the entire country in and, our history. And they're proud of it, I'm sure. Oh, extremely proud. Governor Billy signed it into law and then... Um, I want to say a state Supreme Court judge is the one who blocked it. Um, blocked it within an hour because mm. it's so restrictive. Mm. I mean, it's just, it's pretty heinous. It's mm. on appeal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing everything they can to get it passed. And it goes so much further than um, than just a heartbeat bill, which is bad enough. So a heartbeat bill is when uh, they pass abortion laws that say that you can't get an abortion anytime past uh, a recognizable heartbeat which is usually about six weeks, which most women don't know they're pregnant in the first six weeks of pregnancy. Wow. Um, Because you have to imagine, like, you don't miss a period. You miss it in the first month. That's pretty normal for women. Like, some women, you just don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a regular, like, oh, I know exactly what day. Like, for a lot of women, that's not the case at all. Mm. So you wouldn't even know. Like, there's no time for you to even find out that you're pregnant before you can even go get an abortion because they've banned it after six weeks essentially um this is even more restrictive it would uh make it a class c felony for a doctor to perform an abortion in any situation regarding a woman seeking an abortion for something like um because they don't like the sex or the race or or because the baby has down syndrome like Mm -hmm. that's a big one which Mm -hmm. i mean those are kind of heinous reasons to get an abortion but the fact of the matter is that abortion is a reproductive right yeah and it's something that shouldn't be mandated anymore Just we've period. already it's already gone through the supreme court mm-hmm. 50 years ago like mm-hmm. we've already made this decision because right. so many women were dying that they couldn't right. uh, they couldn't afford to let it be illegal anymore mm-hmm. and Women will always find a way to get an abortion. Yeah. They just won't find a safe abortion. Safe way, yeah. And that's what you're trying to limit and take away is safe abortion. Because women will always find ways to get an abortion, but it will not always be a safe way, um, which is why so many women are dying. And I don't think, like, I, I, I think we're probably all on board here, but I personally don't think that we are fighting for the right to, uh, like, abortion if the reason is a reason that I like. Like, we're just fighting for the right to it, period. Like, it doesn't matter the reason, you know? Like, it's just as long as it's done in a safe and, like, healthy way, like, as long as it's done, like, professionally, you know? Yeah, and this is one of the biggest instances of American hypocrisy is that one of, this is one of the most contentious topics in American politics is abortion. 50 years after they've already said that it's legal. Well, and then you, you, know? you compare that with, you know, the separate, did you, you just said separation of church and state. Separation of and, church and state, yeah. And, you know, not only did we have to stay as a country, we are not relating politics with religion. We also said later, stop putting your religion into politics right. and now people can have abortion safely. We saw a number of changes happen for Americans at that time. 
um, economically, health-wise, and now we're back at a conversation about more controlling over individuals. Absolutely. There's no body, body, bodily autonomy for women when it comes to abortion. Yeah. Like, there's so much that they make women go through in mm-hmm. order to even get an abortion when that's like, that's insane. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter why a woman's getting an abortion, whether yeah. she's getting an abortion because she was raped or it's a matter of incest or it's just that she doesn't want to have that baby. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The point, the point is that that is a protected right, right. under the Supreme court. Right. And we shouldn't be having this argument anymore. Mm-hmm. And a big motivator for that is religion and that it's against people's religion. And they think that somehow that should be related to our lawmaking. And it's just, it shouldn't be. We have a whole precedent here for the separation of church and state that we have completely ignored and just thrown in the garbage. I will say, um, you don't necessarily have to be religious to be anti-abortion. No, absolutely. It's just the main motivator for anti-abortion. But your uh, personal definition of when life starts is, uh, it's why abortion is one of the hardest things to talk about with someone. It's because, you know, for me, I believe when cognitive function is a, you're able to, to measure cognitive function. That's when I think life starts. And that's when I think we shouldn't, and, and, you know, unless in extreme cases, I, I don't, but that's my personal opinion. And I'm an atheist. Um, but, uh, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day who said he believes life starts uh, at conception. As soon as those cells go together, th- that is life to him. And he doesn't, and he's like, you know, he considers it murder. And like it, you know, being empathetic, it, it really, it made me feel really sad. Um, because uh, that's how he views it, and uh, and that's why it's hard to that's hard to talk with someone who feels that way, whether it's religion or not. Mm. Um, it's they believe it um, morality as opposed to it just being against your religion. Very interesting. And um, and you know it's uh, I think it's a flawed view because it's taking away the rights of people because not everyone feels the way that you do about about that and you don't have to have an abortion you don't have to force someone to have an abortion mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's just it's just it's it's one of those tough things to talk about I, I would go ahead my bad and you just it's you're probably not going to change that person's mind when they feel that way about it but that's what the dialogue is about it really is because I you know I didn't um, uh, the the conception and, and cognitive and all these different things and you know essentially when the life is bred into the body that is when you can consider it murder you know all of these things are the more difficult aspect of the conversation but it uh, needs to be a conversation mm-hmm. um, which it's usually not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I think it's the toughest conversation one of the toughest political conversations to have because it's so rooted in people's personal beliefs yeah. and in something they think, you know, fundamentally affects them. Yeah. And, but how does it, how would it affect them though? Like how does it, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a false equivalence. Mm-hmm. It's that people see, mm-hmm. Oh, they're killing babies. Right. And they think they don't know what the story is behind the majority of those abortions. Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of those abortions are, 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 probably due to health related things, Absolutely. you know, and, Absolutely. and that doesn't mean that, that if the majority were women just ele- electing to have an abortion because they don't want to have a baby, doesn't yeah. mean that that in any way invalidates that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that ability to have an abortion or the right that we have the right to choose. Right. And that's really the argument is like, if you don't believe in abortion, then don't get one. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you should be able to limit the ability for other people who do believe in abortion to be able to have an abortion. But when those people equate it to murder, and for them that's an equivalence that Mm. makes sense to them, that an abortion is murder, so it it needs to be illegal, it's just, I mean, it's really hard to have a conversation with somebody who that's their belief because you're never going to change their mind. You know, and not that every conversation means that you need to change their mind about something, but you would hope that that conversation would have a productive reason. Yeah. And there is no productive reason, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. And I, I don't know. It's, 
it, it's a it's a tough one for me because my first instinct is, well, it's just none of your business. Yeah. You know, and it shouldn't be any of your business. Yeah. You can see it from the other side and say, like, I understand that for some people it's like deeply personal because they most of them it's rooted in a religious understanding and that is really a very um integral part of people and there is their spiritual identity mm-hmm. and when you equate those two things together it's really hard to break them apart mm-hmm. and be able to see them in a different different light so based off of what you just stated i'm really glad i i, I Everybody listening, please do not be afraid. That's what this uh, podcast is about. Um, Tell us how you feel. Please be respectable of everybody else's feelings also in the comments. But uh, We picked a really softball topic to start with, guys. Yes, it's totally... (laughs) We didn't pick something really intense. It's not going to be hard at all. No, but for (laughs) real, like that's what this is about. It is about the the harder... In a paragraph, tell us how you feel. Yeah, I want to hear from... If we offend your beliefs, I want to hear how you feel about what we're Absolutely. saying. Absolutely, fight you in the parking lot. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's me. That's we, the Alex side we, of things, and we, then we'll fight in the parking lot. I, yeah. Yeah. I do not want to fight you in the parking lot. Please do not approach me at Walmart. <laughs> Just trying to get in and get Just out. Just trying guys. to get in, and get out. I already hate that I have to be here anyway. So. Alex, based off of what you were just saying, it's a, it's an integral part of their their being. Yeah, absolutely. We're on the hypocrisy of America, right? Mm-hmm. American hypocrisy, specifically related to politics. How is it that we can have this deep conversation that we just had, understand and respect people's religious uh, beliefs, But then they go and then they support an individual that is sitting in our White House that has used a procedure that is involves aborted fetuses. Mm -hmm. Monoclonal antibodies. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to say that. (laughs) But. It's really interesting the loophole that they came up with to do this. Mm -hmm. So you would think that pro-life people or anti-abortion people would be breaking down the doors to the White House right now when they found out that he was using monoclonal antibodies. And to me, this is like just the height of some American hypocrisy is that they're they're able to just cut that out and be in denial about that. Mm-hmm. But one of the ways, so I don't know how much you guys know about this, but last year Trump actually passed uh, legislation, not through the Senate or the House, so it must have been an executive order, um, that stopped um, that stopped the uh, the use of fetal tissue in any kind of scientific studies. Wow. Which it's used, fetal tissue is like stem cells and things like that as well, but aborted cells are used all the time in different studies because they're implanted in rats and they're used to test oh different gosh. things. <laughs> so one of the main things that fetal tissue is are uh, are used for is HIV studies. Okay. Um and so he passed legislation in June Say, of 2019 stop that. saying that that was illegal and that wow. you couldn't use fetal tissue in studies anymore. Wow. So there was like a huge study in San Francisco that was studying HIV and coming up with treatments for HIV um that they had been funded for 7 years by the NIH. And in the eighth year, didn't realize that they weren't going to be funded. And then he passed this law and or passed this executive order or whatever. Um, and they were just suddenly without funding. There was no more funding because it wasn't just don't use fetal tissues. It was also don't fund these studies that have been using fetal tissues. Well, he got away with using the fetal tissues for the monoclonal antibodies because they're using aborted cells that were collected from the Netherlands in the 80s. Um, and so technically those fetal tissues were collected before June of 2019. So they can use them for these particular studies and these like kind of controversial I'm sorry, topics. That's just such bullshit. It's bullshit. Like you can't, you can't sit here and tell me that I can't eat an apple and that eating apples is going to make you go to hell, but it's okay that you ate apples because you ate them yesterday. Right. Yeah. You can't like, take something that's, um, you're 
you're saying this is a morality thing right like, to, to use these cells and then find a loophole you can't find loopholes for morality mm. right yeah. uh, exactly mm. and that, that's the although trump does that on a regular basis so and, oh, let, let me uh speak to the point that you made at the beginning of that is when you were saying like how you didn't know or you didn't uh you didn't know why the anti-abortion people weren't at the white house yeah i think i've got like a valid point to this because monoclonal antibodies what is that right. you know mm. monoclonal antibodies aren't babies trump used aborted babies to get better yeah that's see that's the thing say. like you want to know why that we i mean why did we have to deal with the angry people uh, on campus all the time showing us pictures of aborted fetuses and like cut up baby parts and stuff but we can't just go marching up to the white house is because we aren't being informed properly mm. we were being informed by those people that were showing us the cut up baby parts they were trying to misinform us and make us think in a different way but they were trying to inform us we aren't doing anything to try to inform ourselves in like the general population you know and it's like we are doing something right now, and at least this is how I feel. And like what you were saying earlier, it's like coming down here. I was, man, I was so excited, you know. Like th this is going to be something that's going to be so cool. And even if we don't have a single person that listens, <laughs> I feel like just oh, they're listening. The, the, the vibe <laughs> that we are creating here is just so pure. Yeah, and I like love that, it. That we just need to put more of that into the universe. Absolutely. If everyone just put more, just yes. just pure happiness yeah. and like trying to think for somebody other than yourself into the universe, it'd be a lot better. I don't want to make something clear to everybody listening, <clears throat> specifically if you're on the side of supporting, you know, individuals that support abortion and all these different policies that oppress people you have to understand what we just talked about is one of the reasons why a, 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 a person an individual on the left will look at or will or or can or has the ammunition to uh call down a person on the right because we can sit and talk politics all day but when it comes to morality there's no competition. What is what? How is it that we can allow, you know, an individual who is who is saying I'm I am you know I, I'm 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 against abortion. I'm against all these different things, and he used mono monoclonal antibodies. monoclonal antibodies, you know, to get better. And then the people on the right are still like, oh, we still support him. And you also go to church. We just talked about this, you know, having this the reason why you can't get abortion is because mm -hmm. what is wh are we in the twilight zone yeah, exactly yeah. it's like what okay so i, I want to get down to like the root cause of it like why are like let's just say you why are you anti-abortion like what what is it about abortion no 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 i'm just like speaking like in okay, general terms okay, like okay. to the people that are anti-abortion mm -hmm. like why like and, and not not to like degrade or demean or anything, but like I legitimately want to know. You want to like, know what? Why? Anybody, please. Why, like, please. Do not like, hesitate. In the comments or anything like that. And because make it make really it educational. Like know, like, Don't just be like yeah, you know, exactly. Don't just give ranting. me like a one word answer. Like, give me an actual like. This is why I believe this way because I really want to know like the other side of the coin because I look. Everyone's opinion is worth something. You just have to be able to express it a certain way. You but know? if their opinion is rooted, if their opinion is rooted in deep evil, then. But no, no, no. Let me let me be real. <laughs> let me be real. If based off the topic that we're on right now, if their opinion is rooted specifically in religion, are you still going to give that person? Look, I, we there. There are some things that you just have to learn to agree to disagree on. Okay. Because, like, again, maybe my belief is not going to match up directly to yours, but I know that beside that, there's still a whole other person on the other side of that opinion. But we need to agree. But it doesn't necessarily mean that all opinions are valid. You know what I mean? Like, the end of all, the day. All informed and educated Informed opinions. and educated opinions. Because that's the problem is that misinformation is yeah. like an if epidemic it, if it, if we're dealing with. You, if you're going to hit me with some bullshit that you read on like InfoWars, like mm -hmm. I don't really care. That's exactly okay? right. Like, I'm <laughs> that sorry. is not a valid <laughs> That's, not, that's valid. not a valid but, like, opinion. I, I understand if people have their religious beliefs, like have your religious beliefs. Like I understand that. But, but that's my point though. It's like, okay, you okay, can still have a valid. Your valid opinion could be about 
religion. Yes. But it can't but be how about does my that, politics. Exactly. Exactly. Like, your, your religious opinion is for you. Yeah. But do not put your religious opinion on what I can do with my life. And that's what's so that, going that's on. The thing. So I, I feel like any true religious person isn't trying to just affect their will on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's the whole point of religion. If you think about it, yeah, is to it get is. more people on your side. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, maybe I'm just speaking Save to souls. like trying to defeat the root cause of religion is just to get more followers and slowly take over the world. I'm not putting pe- words in people's mouths, but I mean, like you have to question you know intention. Though, come yeah. on. That is what it is. Like if you want to be part, and you know what, religion has done a lot for things like community. Oh man, religion. You know, is, for morality, for keeping when people in line. Well, <laughs> What, what religion, when expressed well in kindness and like, is great. Yes, like, and th- but there, unfortunately, some, it's some manipulated. Some beautiful things that have come from religion, but there are also some like terrible, really things terrible that have come, things. Yeah. Like a lot of manipulation comes Pe- from people from need religion. to not be blinded to the history of the practices that they preach and teach and learn. Yeah, like people need to be more well informed in general yeah. about like the history of everything about what they do. Yeah, so they can know like, okay, this is the reason why I do it, mm-hmm. and I believe this way, not just my dad did it. It and my granddad did it and it worked out for them. You that's know? just expecting people to be really self-aware though and that's just something that unfortunately... Well, sometimes you just have to be. Yeah, like, of course there, you do, there, but there when it comes to religion, just, there's a lot of cop-outs for being self-aware. Exactly, so, like, but you if would think that if they're cop-outs, it's like, are we just like questioning the validity of that stance anyway? Because I mean, we're referring to them as cop-outs. You know, it's just a cheap way out. Yeah. So it's like, you need to have... I'm sorry, but like, if you're going to if you're going to base an opinion on something as important and monumental as like abortion, mm-hmm. you need to have a valid opinion. Yeah. Like, and, and regardless one way or the other, but hit me with a valid opinion. And it shouldn't live in I'd love to have a, a dogmatic, you know? you know, idea of this higher being. Like you said, if your valid opinion on abortions is I'm making this up, but five out of ten of them that are done the woman dies. Right. Okay. We need to have a conversation, (laughs) but that's not the case. Right. That's not the case. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if the situation was, I don't know, something about the aborted fetuses and what they're, I don't know. were like 50% of viable babies are aborted every year. But you know what? It's less than a million abortions a year. And that's including all of the ones that are for rape for medical reasons, right. for just, you know, somebody who just wants an abortion right. or for, you know, underage kids right. who are, you know, pregnant, things like that. I mean, that's I think we were a little over 800,000 last year, mm-hmm. you know, which is a big number, but is not as big as these people would lead you to believe, you know, and I see so many memes and things about, you know, uh, there are more abortions done in a day than all the people who've died from COVID. Okay, that is not true well, at all. Yeah. The, the last you know? person I talked to about it said there's 50 million abortions. And I'm like... Since when? Yeah, that's I mean, a ever? lot of pregnant you know? people. Yeah. Like... You know, but. and I can tell you that there last year there were only, I think, 860,000... We're talking about nationwide? Nationwide, mm. yeah. Mm. So... And I highly doubt 50 million abortions worldwide. I mean, give me a break. Oh, no. Right? No, I wouldn't think so. Hey, maybe. The United I, I, States not... is, is one of the biggest countries. and I mean, yeah, I don't I know. Guess a lot of places probably wouldn't even track that data. Wow. So we're so... Know. That's a very good, that's a good question. But as you're stating, like... But it doesn't matter what's happening in other countries. Exactly. Because yeah, it doesn't affect this. us. Yes. Like, yeah, that's the fact this. of the matter. Yes. Is if you're going to be mad about abortion and us being having Roe v. Wade, then yeah. that can, it matters for America and yeah. not globally. Yes. You, know? you can be mad about abortion. But I think as far as politics go, um, you, you should... It's a measurable outcome of something mm. is, is what you should go by. Mm. Like, how does, how does um, abortions affect us on an everyday basis right like i for me personally overpopulation is one of the biggest issues we face in the in in, uh, as a species yes um and i think if without abortion it would our planet and our way of life would be even more overrun yeah even more and uh so like as far as politics go you can be mad about something you can disagree with something but you can't you can't 
push something on other people that doesn't or take any... away a right that is already federally mandated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's part of the thing that's really crazy to me is like we already solved this problem 50 years ago. Why are mm. we still talking about it? And it doesn't, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing being said about what you're going to do for that kid once it's born. Because there are women who are having abortions because they can't afford those children. And then the Republicans who disagree with abortion are going to turn around and shame people for being on welfare. On, yeah. And you know, and try programs. to cut social programs left it's and like, right. I'm, I'm sorry, gut social how, security, how you know. How dare you? How dare you deny someone the right to, to like control over their body and yes. then also deny them the help that they need because you denied them that right. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's it's so messed up on it's like on both accounts. It's a vicious cycle. And it's like it, okay, cool. If you if you want to like say no abortion, okay, fine, but bump up like the social programs that you've got to help people. Yes. And I mean like don't say no to abortion because I'm sorry that is proven time and time again any country that you have that like legalizes and has open access to abortion and preventative care one you're not worrying about abortion as much because you have access free access to birth control to like condoms to uh uh education and stuff like that and it's like when you cut off all of these other programs then you have a misinformed public that's just going out and just they're being human. Yeah. They're having sex. Well, you let's know, they're talk getting about how pregnant. the majority of the country's sex education is still based on abstinence. In abstinence. I'm sorry, but that clearly does not work. No, that's it not human nature. It's just not how it works. So you want to, if if you want to limit abortions and you want abortions to go down, what you do is you make birth control accessible, you make condoms accessible, and you teach sex education that's actually doing something and teaching kids about what that means and why they should be using a condom and STDs and all of these things, you know, that help kids learn how to be safe because they're going to have sex no matter what. Nothing you do is going to stop them. You know, it's like, it's just human nature. That's how we are. And if you're going to base most of your sex education and just don't do it, you know, I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous. Like that obviously didn't work for dare. We're in an opioid crisis yeah. right now. And just, yeah. just say no, obviously we'll, didn't work very well. We'll it say that. For, <laughs> for a long time. You know what worked for me? Requiem for a dream. Did anybody, is that the how you, movie? is that the movie? That yeah, Requiem for a dream. Movie. Okay. That I have messed not, with me. I have the, not watched it. Okay. <laughs> I have heard of it. And I need to watch it you because it's, just, it's one of those movies that I've heard like you just you need to yeah. watch. Oh, it is. A, yeah. It's a. And I watched you it. You feel young. like a crackhead watching. And it. I told him I was like, I don't. I'm good. I don't. I'm. I don't need. Nope. I'm good. But we talked about some really amazing things tonight. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me personally was fact checking, where to go, how to read our articles. And I can put together like a comprehensive list of places you can go because there's a lot of different things that you can look at. Like All Sides is a bias checker. Mm. So you can actually look up stories and you can see what a neutral story looks like and then what a far right and far left story, like covering the same story, okay. but what they look like and how that bias is different mm -hmm. just from contextualizing the information differently. Right. So by manipulating... Uh, words by using inflammatory language, mm. by using biased information, by taking certain information out or mm. adding certain information in. Mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds of different ways that that those stories can be manipulated. And when you read them, you almost can't tell. Yeah. Until you're like in it, and in, unless you're being really, you know, crucial. Yeah, just like really looking it, deeply yeah. at what you're reading and yeah. really being critical about it. Yeah. Other, if you're not, if you're just passively reading something, yeah. it's really easy to fall into those traps. Mm. And then you're like, hmm, well, maybe, you know, maybe there is a pedophilia ring in the bottom of a pizza place. You know, I mean, like, it's, it gets really as, easy as when you read. As there usually is. Right. Of, you I know, mean, as most I mean, pizza places. I mean, any Domino's I've ever worked at. But it can be really convincing. I didn't know they had basements. Right. <laughs> They don't want you to know. Officially, they don't want you to know. That's officially, right. they don't. Oh, officially, yeah. okay. Anyway, point being, there's. I, I think that there's uh, definitely 
more information there that we can talk about. And just so everybody knows, I'm an information literacy librarian. So that's why we've talked about this and I've talked about it in such depth. Is It's obviously oh, yeah. very important to me. Oh, yeah. um, and so and we'll keep talking about it. Yes, exactly. I think know? it's really important to talk about misinformation yeah. and things like that because that's half our problem, I think, yeah. is just lots of bad information that's out there. Mm -hmm. So I'll put together a list and we'll post it. Um, on our soon to come website that'll have a blog yes. um, and we'll we'll be able to give you guys citations for different articles that we've read yes. to inform us um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll definitely put together a post for this episode so you can read different articles mm. um, and I just want to kind of encourage our listeners to go out and read one news article today and and try to make that a habit um, another thing you can do is is find like a newsletter or something like that that really speaks to you. For me, it's Heather Cox Richardson's Letters to an American. That's a really important subscription for me. I read her letter every day. That's great. Uh, she does a great job of concisely talking about the news from the day before. Obviously a liberal, um, <laughs> but she's pretty non-biased considering. Um, and so I would encourage you to go find like one article, like in the Washington Post or the New York Times or the mm. Wall Street Journal mm. or somewhere like that, and read one article about something you don't know about, whether it's about abortion or it's about voter suppression mm. or it's about all of these issues that maybe something we've talked about today, right. uh, money in politics or something like that. Go find an article in one of these reputable newspapers and read about it mm. um, and try to find something current. Try to find something that's been published pretty recently because mm -hmm. it's always best to be on top of things that are more current. Yeah. Um, information is better if it's more current. Yeah. Um, and so I would just encourage everybody to do that. Also, um, you can absolutely donate to causes that are important to you. So if something like abortion rights is really important to you, go donate to Planned Parenthood. Even if it's five dollars, mm -hmm. five dollars adds up really quick. Yeah. Um, or go, you know, donate to the ACLU that's fighting against like the ACLU of Tennessee is part of the reason that the huge restrictive law was even blocked um, because they immediately put in lawsuits against it. Um, they're a really big contender for that. So donate to them, give to them. They do great work. Um, mm -hmm. So if you have $5 to spend or you have more than $5, if you have $50 or $500 to spend, use it wisely. Um, yeah. But also give money to candidates who are fighting against um, people like Amy McGrath in Kentucky who's yes. fighting against Mitch McConnell. Um, people like Doug Jones in Alabama who's yes. he's winning by, uh, or he's up in the polls by one point. One point, y'all. One point. And he's so that close. One point is make or break. It yeah. is. And so give money. In the last few weeks, those candidates need that money more than any other yeah. time. Um, so if you've got $5, throw it their way. Um, <laughs> use your money wisely, you know, and, and think about how your money can impact other places that are not necessarily your state um, or related to you specifically because they might help you in the long run. Like if we keep that Democratic senator yeah. from Alabama, where it's historically been Republicans, that makes our Senate more likely to be a Democratic-run Senate. Um, so it helps to give to campaigns that are not just your state. I think what is really interesting, what we should do, and we're going to do this with our listeners as well, is what we were planning on doing was moving topics, like moving umbrella topics every week. But there's clearly more that we want to talk about that I think we should talk about. We brought up here. We kind of just moved past it. I think we should explore American hypocrisy for the rest of the month. All right. Let's do it. Next time we meet, we specifically because we're talking about elections, we should talk about our wonderful electoral college. Yeah. And voter suppression. And voter freaking suppression. Yeah. That scary ass monster. That monster that we're dealing with. So if we're going to be uh, talking about the Electoral College and voting and everything like that, um, and what Alex was talking about, about going and trying to read an article, if reading isn't just just isn't your thing, uh, there is definitely a documentary that I would recommend. Uh, you can always go on uh, ye old Netflix <laughs> find uh this three-part series it's just little 25 minute episodes something I you can get in and out of it in about an hour and a half something like that uh 
so it's called uh, Whose Vote Counts Explained. It's three separate episodes. I mean, like, it doesn't take any time at all. Just breeze right through them. Uh, we'll talk about them next episode. Uh, just because, I mean, that, that'll talk a lot about the Electoral College, uh, the money that's in politics, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, history and voting from, like, uh, poll taxes and literacy tests and... Uh, wow, I forgot like all about those. those. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Uh, let's watch that, and we'll definitely talk about that next week. Ooh, I'm excited. Cody, you got anything for Cody. us? Cody. Close us out. Uh, I think we should talk about the social dilemma as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe we should rewatch it. Yes. Uh, All right. So we, we, we could that, we could get together with everything that we talk on about. on Thursday. We can get together and watch that. That can just be our why not? Thing. Why just, not? Yeah, let's let's do get it. together and watch both Absolutely. of those. Or maybe we should. Yeah. Like I definitely want to watch the vote explained one. I yeah. do too. I really like. Do too. I really want to watch that, and it might be interesting to watch it together. Can we do that together? I got pop. We just got a fresh yeah, box just, of popcorn. Pop, yeah, popcorn. Yeah, I love it. Let's do okay. it. All right. Yeah, Thursday. we got plans for Thursday. We, we can get kettle corn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he used to hate kettle corn, and I have brought him over to the kettle corn side. <laughs> well, when, uh, when your girlfriend wait, gives you something, are you guys? Sweet. Are you guys actually talking about kettle corn or is kettle corn code? No, for- kettle no, corn is just co- kettle co- corn. Kettle corn is kettle mm-hmm. corn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what happens after a bag of kettle corn. Okay. Oh so we are going to release our first official pod. Let's give ourselves a round of applause. Right. First Sparkling yeah. Valley cast. All done, guys. We're going to definitely release this. Also, we will have some action items that will... Thank you, Cody, very much. That was dope. The biggest action item is go fucking vote. Okay. Get out there. Early voting oh has already God. started. But Go vote. But along Just with go do myself, it. But along with that, though, yeah, we're going to talk about, out, we will try to bleep it out. It's going to take some work. <laughs> But you don't have like to a, use it. Oh, I guess just, please use it. But just no, we're gonna go We'll find a nice edit for it. But yes, we must go vote. But next episode, we will also talk about why voting is important, what to vote for. Not just go vote. If your ass goes in the poll box and you hey, go vote for the wrong thing, exactly. what's the There's point? There's still time. There's we still sh- time. We should talk about who we personally would like to vote for. And okay. Yeah. All right. I respect if that. If I had any yeah. We're not going to tell you to vote decision. for We're not going to tell you to vote for it. We can voice our personal opinions. Don't. Don't waste it. I need to watch my F word because I don't want to go through bleeping Do the whole podcast. Do we get one an episode? Is that I think everybody works? gets but one an episode. <laughs> I, yeah, I it's feel like, like everyone should everyone have their own one. dedicated censors like noise okay yeah we, like we, everyone, oh, like, we'll yeah, yeah like cat meowing please we can yes, do please. that mine will be like uh, on there. when you get like the little star in Mario oh yeah okay yeah alright alright all right, one an episode though, everybody. Yes. All right, I think we can officially close. I would love some tunes. Tonchi. Oh, Tonchi. Now you put me on a spot. See, I've been playing for an hour and a half. Straight. He's been like literally killing it over here. Yeah. It's been amazing. I've never had give, my give own soundtrack. Give me some World soundtrack. War II era jazz. Right. Yes. For everything. Yes. I know. It's so what nice. Is, is that nice. a norm for you at home? Oh yeah. <laughs> God, I'm so used to it. Give me a key. Uh, like house. <laughs> That's not like, like, like A. No, like A through D, you pick a letter. Oh. It's just like that. I'm sorry. It's D. D. Major yeah. or minor? Oh. Uh, major? This is definitely going on the cast. I'm sorry. Yeah. listen to us once again this was our first official cast this was so much fun this is a lot of fun yeah, this is gonna job, be guys. so much fun yes. to do this real conversations real people be the spark we're sparking the valley in tennessee we'll uh see you on the next one yeah see you next time <laughs>